0: Hey everybody, thank you for joining Taurus Tech Talk. Today we have Mr. Aaron Rubner from AvTech. How you guys doing today? And for my counterpart, Corey Church, myself, Robert Parsons, thanks for joining us.
1: Afternoon. Thanks.
0: Um. So, so Aaron Rubner, one of my most favorite people in the industry. We've known each other quite some time, huh?
2: Yeah, it's, what, going on 12, 13
0: years, something like that? I thought you were about to throw another digit in there, oh. behind there, and make me feel older than I already well, am. It's got to be longer
1: than 13 years, because <laughs> I've known you 12.
0: So, all right, yeah, so 15. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at that, man. Hey, I, never, I think well, we oh. look better than we
2: did back then. I look really good for being on a podcast. Oh, I forgot this is televised. <laughs> it,
1: it, 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 you've got a face for radio. I do have a face for radio, no <laughs> doubt about that. Me too.
0: Um, so, so Aaron, tell us before you get into Avtech, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career path, how you got started, maybe in technology, and all the way to Avtech now.
2: Sure. So, AV. Truly fell into my lap when I was getting out of high school. I had no direction. I was a little thug, little hoodlum, loved to party and things like that. And my sister babysat uh, for this couple in in Terrell, Texas, little little city outside of Dallas. And the guy owned a a A.V. company.
1: Is that where you lived? Was Terrell? Terrell. Yeah. So you were. Thug and hood and terror. Well,
2: thug and hood is probably the wrong word. More, okay. more redneck, and Got I'm it. still somewhat of a redneck. So, <laughs> okay. uh, so he he pulled me aside. But one day I wanted to go pick up my sister from her her daily duties, and he's like, "Hey, so what are you doing? You know, after high school?" And I was like, "Nothing. I'm gonna go ride the back roads and hang out with chicks and stuff." That's what I'm gonna go do. And he's like, so I I need some help uh, with my company. Are you, are you interested? And I was like, sure, why not? So basically I started, you know, the next week on a Monday in, in this downtown Dallas office, super cool place. And I was a gopher for a sales guy. I went and got product. I went and made quotes and things like that for about six months. And I was like, this isn't so bad. And in the meantime, I'm going to school on the side and school's not going my way because I like to go out and party and things like that. And uh, so the sales guy's like, hey, man, you're doing pretty good with customers. You're pretty personable. Um, people seem to like you. Here's a couple small accounts. See so if You can grow them. Here's some cold calling lists. So I started jumping on the phone. And then it kind of snowballed from there, started to do well. And then uh, that company, unfortunately, ended up folding up. And then I worked for another reseller for quite some time. Uh, and then actually uh, somehow found myself employed with Taurus Technologies for It's probably four four, five, six years I was with you How Taurus. did you
1: end up at Taurus? Because when I got here, you were already here. So and uh, you left not too long after I got right. here. Right.
2: So uh, Wes Burkett used to yeah. be here. So I had a relationship with Wes and Aaron Cooper okay. as well. I actually became really good friends with Aaron Cooper. He probably is one of the most important people in my professional development. Uh, he helped me tremendously. So did Kevin Langham. But the relationship with Aaron uh, really helped me kind of get going with Taurus. And again, the professional side of Cooper, Aaron Cooper, really helped me grow out of the the uh, trouble. How did you running. know he
1: listens to these? He literally listens live. He's listening right now. Good, good. I'm glad he's to hear probably that. crying. I hope he's is. Right, I Aaron. hope he is. He, Don't you cry? He's he a bit of a cryer.
2: Yeah, but Wes and Kevin and Aaron were were instrumental in my professional development. Worked here for five or six years, and what what I liked about working here to start was. I was a sales guy, but I was a a, a box pusher, right? You want a Polycom view station, you want, I sold boxes, right? So, what Cooper and Langham were saying is like, look, if you really want to sell this stuff, you need to know it. So, they shipped me out on the road. So, I started pulling cable, hanging TVs, hanging. It's like there's so much more to AV than just pushing boxes. So and you that, hadn't
1: really done that. No, prior not at that, all. Right?
2: Not at all. Not at all. So, I learned that portion of it. And it was, it was really cool to, to know that side. And, um, so that, that was good, and then the opportunity with Avtech came uh, shortly after that, and I've been with Avtech, I think this is year 11 with Avtech. So I've been doing AV for 20 years. This is my 20th year in AV. So you started doing AV when you were 5? 18. <laughs> trying to help you out there. <laughs> I know, but I'm not that quick with math, <laughs> so I had to get my calculator out to figure that out. But, yeah, 20 years this year and and I lost a lot of sleep when you left. I bet you did. I we did. had some really good sales meetings on Fridays. We, yeah. uh, you know, I felt that we learned a lot we from each other. We were very productive. We were. Absolutely. How right. do you
1: have a sales meeting with like one and a half people?
2: It was easy. We it was a quick conversation. It's, How you doing? Good. <laughs> How do you think the word
0: collaboration started?
1: Wasn't every day a sales meeting for you guys? <laughs> what what yeah, we really selling? That yeah. uh, that
0: really right. sounds accurate. Yeah, easily three or four days. <laughs> that's
1: uh that's uh that was back when we went to a famous wing place like three three times a three times a week.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that place is so famous anymore nowadays. Well, they didn't even no, have. I'm a not willing to give program. them a plug. No, I, I hear you. I hear <laughs> hey,
1: that. we got a, a lot of wings from that place, though, because you, you could win free wing parties. I don't think they saw us coming. No, because no, I remember
2: participating in a few of those. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> We did yeah. that like once every other, anyway.
0: <laughs> but that's, that's So it. what's your role with Avtech now?
2: So now I'm, uh, so I started, I was a sales guy for Avtech, you know, dealing with uh, dealers on a day-to-day basis, kind of worked my way up the ranks. So now I, I run the thing. I'm the president of, uh, of Avtech. So that's been, to me, learning from the, the ground up, it has been just tremendous as far as my again my professional development and you know again you you make a lot of really cool connections in the industry not I mean, I know new guys for a long time, but everybody it's a great industry to be in, and the growth is is tremendous in the industry so I'm, well, I'm you and I were
1: talking it. off air basically you you weren't here yet, but well, you were here somewhere i yeah, I, don't. I was I late somewhere uh. uh well, so was he, but that's all right. he and I were talking about <laughs> you told me you were here. <laughs> he was here. It was five minutes late, but he said that counted as on time. Okay. But uh, no, he and I were talking about industry growth and trying to find talented folks. And, and I know in your position now, you, you spend a lot of time just trying to cultivate talented folks like Robert and I are attempting to do. Right. And I know from, from our shoes, it's, you know that. The growth in the DFW area is, is huge when you can't find anybody to work. Yeah. I mean, there's literally nobody who isn't already being chased, it seems like. Right. And yeah. we were talking about that before we came on.
2: Yeah. It, you know, it, it is a struggle. Um, I'm a big fan. And I think the reason I'm a fan of finding green people, and sometimes you don't have the luxury of training somebody, right? Uh, luckily, in, in my case, I do, and I can't speak to it how you guys are, are going, but it, if, you know, finding those young people who are motivated and and can be dependable is tough, and then looking for that experienced person on the other side is it's even tougher. I mean, you talked about that too. You know, having that that problem is a good problem sometimes, but man, it sure is a headache sometimes as well.
1: Yeah. So you said you've been with Abtech for eleven years. I think it's eleven. Yeah. And you're what's your title again? I am the president. You're the you're you're like head honcho in charge. I run the thing now. I sure do. Sure do. How did you pull that off? Well, that's why you know, it's doing
2: so successful? I don't.
1: Did, did a bunch of people just like leave? Well, and don't, walk out? I don't. Or?
2: I don't really tell people where the bodies are buried. Um, that's probably
1: a good plan. We we should not get into that. We can't delete
2: uh, this again, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can edit we that. You see a hard small hard cut in the video, please. Yeah. Well, that's why I like having property, right? So that way I could. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, <saying> way, <laughs> way too much. i said way
1: too much. i said too much.
2: So tell us, that's, tell us a little I, bit about. I,
1: I, that's impressive. You you should yeah, be. I feel. I appreciate. Immensely proud of of yourself and your accomplishments. I think that's. That's incredible to me to go oh, from yeah. basically an entry level sales guy, right, yeah. to literally the president of a, yeah. a, a multi million dollar company at this point.
2: Yeah, and what ownership likes to tell me is like you're the face of the company. You know, you're you're the guy. Everybody that knows Avtech knows you. So this is a logical decision for them to make. So I was like, yeah. I and mean, you're I, still I, yeah. a,
1: even though you're you're the president, you're still a sales guy hey,
2: all day. It every doesn't day. That's, doesn't that's, change. That's, that's what I do. Yeah.
1: You're not you're 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 selling to the public and to your people internally. Absolutely. So it, it. it doesn't, the role doesn't change.
2: Yeah. And I, I love getting in the trenches. You know, there's not, some people are surprised. Hey, you just answered the phone. It's like, yeah, I did. I, I'll sweep the floors. I, doesn't matter to me. Keep the company going in the right direction and keep things going. The, the don't way you think they
0: go. that that maybe has a lot to attribute to your success is that you think like that and, and people need to understand it's not always handed to them and that sure. they have to work hard. I mean, at the end of the day, you started when you were 18. Yeah. So yeah. don't, don't, uh, don't undercut yourself <laughs> and discredit yourself for where you've come from. That's pretty awesome. No, I, I think, appreciate that. Yeah.
1: I think that makes a, a big difference when somebody is willing to lead by example. I, Aaron got onto me the other day, as a matter of fact, for restocking our refrigerator. He's like, we have somebody who's that has that responsibility. And I was like, I don't know. I saw it was empty and right. I wasn't right. Literally in the middle of something right that second. Right. So I started putting stuff in the refrigerator train
0: from our wives too, like that.
1: Well, so I, I'm kind of particular about how things are arranged in the refrigerator anyway, so it was probably better off. I just <laughs> we it it never myself. live together. Oh, no. I
0: just felt like it just needs to be in there.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be like lined no. up in rows you can't with leave all it in labels. A box or no. Hey, uh, this <laughs> <laughs> Look is. Look at his uh, face. Hold on. Oh, man, I'm really about this is an So, uh, uh, this is super off track and not technically related at all. But there is a YouTube video that I watched recently of a guy stocking a fridge. And he takes the uh, rectangle box of soda cans, yeah, and he opens it on one end and sets that end on the shelf of the refrigerator, and then opens the other end and puts his hand in the box, and pushes all the soda cans into the refrigerator and takes the box out. Okay, it's pretty clever. Well, Can, I, I've been stocking my own fridge. I've for been doing that for years. Years? Are you serious? Yeah. Can you do that with Bud Light
0: boxes? I, I think you could do it with anything. It's, it works well on Miller Lite boxes for whatever reason, but not Bud Light.
1: I, I open the box and I take a can out. I set it on the shelf. I don't deserve this job.
0: Uh, it actually works pretty well with, like, um, bottled water in the same respect. You know, the, the not bottled water, um, you know, like the plastic casing. So you do the exact same thing. It's Because you got, like, 24 waters or a case yeah. of water sometimes, so. Yeah, we are getting off on a tangent. Wow. So yeah. tell anyway, us about AvTech.
1: I, I, I learned something. I now feel really dumb. Thanks, Robert.
2: Wow. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, for those that don't know, Avtec is a small boutique mount, cart, and furniture company. Um, we got our start uh, basically way back in the heyday when Polycom and then Tamburg, well, Poly now, then Polycom, and Tamberg, who is now Cisco, or you know the other way around, um, used to sell these all-in-one solutions where you got your video codec, your display, and your cart. So ownership at the time said, you know, they're selling those things for pretty penny. If you were to piece that out, there's a there's a market here. So we started selling mobile carts for those big old CRT displays. And obviously, the big old CRTs are gone. Flat panels have taken over, and that's kind of what got us started with with that industry is the cart side of things. And then from there it morphs, you know, business changes, needs changed. Again, flat panels became prevalent. So that's kind of what started the whole movement towards towards the carts is seeing a, basically a hole in the market uh, from what some of the big manufacturers were doing.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So what are the, what are some of the things that Avtech offers today?
2: So uh, not only do we do the carts and, and standard mounts, uh, you know, wall mounts and things like that, we do offer some height adjustable mounts. Uh, we do a lot of custom tables and custom kiosk. Those two are probably my favorite things. This beautiful table that we're having this podcast on. Yeah, this on, is actually. our guitar pick. Yeah, this is. Uh, I was
1: waiting for the plug to come.
2: I, it was coming. Uh, <laughs> so we sell a lot of these huddle type of tables, conference room tables, and the kiosk. And kind of what's really cool from my standpoint is that the kiosk and the tables kind of breaks up the day to day monotony of selling of a hunk of you know a hunk of metal, a cart or a mount. And not that not that there's anything wrong with it. There will be a need for them. But I, I like the custom side of, of the shop. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, it
1: it it's interesting. Right, I mean, so you get to design a new piece of furniture. You get to kind of get your mind out of your, the the day to day, right? Well, so. that,
2: that's exactly it. Because you know, we give the customer some freedom on the design. Sometimes they give us some freedom of the design, of especially on the kiosk side of things. Um, so yeah, it does it does break that up and and makes makes the job not that the job's bad, but it, you know, makes it fun in some in some cases.
0: And the company's based here out of Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, we're
2: in uh, Dallas Fort Worth, just north of downtown.
0: Very cool. Yep. Yep. So uh, so just to break away from that, we'd like to ask our guests some funny questions. So why don't you tell us something about yourself that the viewers and listeners may not know?
2: Oh, man. Uh, something that they may not, not... just your middle name. Okay. Uh, I'm an avid outdoorsman, although I guess that's, a lot of people probably know that. Love to hunt, love to fish. I love just being outside in general.
0: Um, so... Th- of that... course people know that. If they're watching this right now, they're like, man, that guy. Is it, he could be the new bounty man you know what's what's a brown the the paper towel guy that wears the flannel brawny uh, that's it you, I was like Brownie. <laughs> you can go sell oh, brownies He's no. so good at it <laughs> yeah
2: I, I don't know about that um but but uh, that's that's my true passion if there's something to talk about that that people may not know that's i enjoy the outdoors i'm a i love contributing to any outdoor causes whether it's um here stateside or overseas you know i'm a big uh i do love animals despite being a hunter i know that 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 goes people think that's, that's contradictory a, but
1: a lot of people find that hard to understand but it's sure. um there's as much conservation involved as there is hunting yeah and especially with an invasive species in in uh, in any particular sure region which they exist i mean yeah. texas is full we, of pigs
2: yeah we talked about that too so i have a youtube channel that uh i started and it's doing pretty well it used to be doing too well till they demonetized me but that was basically you know taking care of the feral hog problem in texas uh so in the
1: most interesting way possible you're going to share that right yeah from
2: a helicopter you know that is the most productive way to remove a large amount of feral pigs off a piece of property is from a helicopter and uh
1: well and if you tell somebody who's never hunted or doesn't understand or doesn't uh has never heard of shooting anything from a helicopter they don't know they don't know what to envision so i go to your videos and i pull them up and i'm like no literally hanging out of a helicopter flying sideways bang 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 it's it's wild
2: yeah i I think the most interesting thing is reading the comments that you get it's they're all over the map oh man Oh, man, uh, I'm glad I have thick skin. Uh, you know, it's everything. <laughs> Just from, don't read them. Uh, yeah, I won't say any here, but, yeah, it's, you got to read them. It's, it's humorous in some cases, sad in others, but it's a problem in Texas if you don't know that it needs to be taken care of, and, again, the helicopter is the most effective way to do that.
1: Well, and how did those oh, – cool. uh, Not Not to get too sidetracked – that's I mean that's basically what I'm good at <laughs> how did they get here because they're not they native species no no not at
2: all from uh, Europe back in that's when, right. yeah when uh we first settled or the Europeans first settled the US. yeah they,
1: they they brought them here um and and they just went crazy, crazy because they don't have a natural predator here like they do in the European countries
2: yeah exactly oh, um that's pretty cool yeah I didn't know that yep. mountain lions about the only thing and there's I mean the mountain lion population is healthy but I mean there's 4 yeah. million pigs in Texas. You're
0: not going to do it. Wow.
1: Anything. Well, the gestation Estimated. the gestation period is so much quicker than a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, well, it's I we like we have a spinoff podcast already in the works right now. Oh, I could talk about this all day.
1: All day. <laughs> when it's uh you're really familiar with axis deer too, right?
2: Yeah, I love uh love some of the axis deer that and they're prevalent here in Texas now, free-range uh some of the best meat you can get off of of a deer on the planet. You know, I, I I will take the Pepsi challenge with elk versus axis any day.
1: So if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's the Hawaiian Islands that are it basically invaded with yes.
2: axis deer, right? Yeah, they also have a problem. Um, you can go over there, you can hang hunt, out on the beach, and then go go hunting. Yep.
1: 20, 24-7, 365, there's no season, but they've become so accustomed to being hunted that there are people who have spent eight or ten days there and not gotten a wow. single single animal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a bad place to spend eight or t- ten days though. No, but we should go. No. Let's go.
1: We should take the podcast remote to, to Hawaii. I think that's a great idea. We can write it <laughs> off then, huh?
0: Yeah. It's awesome. I know well, about Access. First yeah, time do. I went and hung out with you. Yeah, first time uh first time you've been hunting, right? Or was that the first time I ever even shot a gun. Yeah. Well done too. Oh, no,
2: it
1: wasn't. You're so full of it. This guy. How much longer is this podcast? <laughs> it's, it's a while. You got a while.
0: All right. We'll, we'll get back on track for the viewers. So so we wanted to have you in today to talk a little bit about uh, not only the solutions that Avtech provides, but why it's important for customers. We, as audiovisual integrators, we have to think about a lot of things. We think about the lighting in a space. We think about how they want to use the room. We think about cameras and microphones and speakers and automation and a lot of the times people don't think that the audio visual integrator should be or can be involved in furniture solution design and so why do you think that 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 is well it,
2: it's it's becoming if it's already important that that we as integrators are involved from the process from the get-go but as and again it's important now but how how do I even answer this so Yes, it's absolutely important that an integrator has a relationship from the get-go with the facility folks or whoever that may be on the end-user side of things making these decisions. Uh, let's take huddle rooms for example—a room kind of like this, right? Yeah, shape of a table, um, like is conductive to your camera placement. So things like that are are need to be thought out. And furniture guys that are AV first, such as Avtech, you know, try to think of those things to help that. Become a smoother process. Cable management, uh, being able to store gear and table pedestals, keeping all that stuff there at the table so you're not making log runs back to a phone closet. And um, you know that's, uh, And I think conversations with architects and GCs, uh, I assume that you guys are probably having those and a lot of probably, at least from my perspective, a lot of resellers are having those same conversations as well to try to get into those projects sooner so they can help guide the end user in the right direction for that.
1: Well, from my perspective, a company who manufactures furniture that has AV integration in mind makes Robert and I's life easier, the installer's life easier, because you guys are taking into consideration some of the items that are being installed in, these, in this furniture, whether it's a credenza or a table or a kiosk. You're, you're putting things like uh, loops and hooks for zip ties, troughs to hide cabling, and, and still doing doing it in a fashion that is aesthetically pleasing right. and that meets the architect's uh, requirement for a space because we know that how a space look is heavily architect-driven and that typically overrides function. the function of the furniture because you don't realize until you load it up full of microphones. Well, this table is a prime example. Yeah, It's
0: right. a great example.
1: This table, although you can't see it on camera, has a trough under it. Everything is hidden in that trough. We have four microphones, we have we have hookups for headphones, we've got the touch panel connections, we have computer connections. I mean, all of that is laced into the trough of this table. And if you were to crawl under it right now, you would see the trough.
2: Right. One of the things that we preach to the partners is asking the question, right? the worst that your end user is going to tell you is no the hand the furniture is handled but even if they say no take it a step further right ask the questions like so your furniture provider are they thinking about this this and this having that furniture piece on a quote is a, is a beautiful line item sometimes and again you're helping yourself you're helping the end user in the end and again you're giving them aesthetic aesthetically pleasing piece of gear too
1: i think the other thing that really doesn't have anything to do with t- technology for me is we know when the table's showing up. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know how many projects we move around simply because the furniture isn't there He's yet. not there yet? And maybe it's a custom order piece. Maybe it's on back order. Maybe it's being trucked from another country. Whatever the case may be. Uh, oftentimes it's, hey, the furniture will be here XX date, and our our tech our tech team will schedule it. We'll show up. We'll start work, and then we'll ask, where's the table? Well, it's it's going to be here next week or maybe the week after, at least from our perspective. If if we're handling it, then it's our responsibility to deliver the table, right? And our purchases, our purchasers are communicating with us and saying, "Hey, it's due to arrive on this date or it's back ordered on this date, etc."
2: It's a one throat to choke approach, right? You know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that too. And again, that's that's advantageous for for end users to think about, one hundred percent.
0: So at AppTech, um, besides tables, are really just for the entire product set, is there something that's the most popular for you guys right now? So when
2: video was being changed the way video is done, it became desktop prevalent, things like that. So cart sales kind of went down in the the gutter because set-tops weren't being used as much. What saved it for us was the interactive flat panels. Ah. So now interactive flat panels are everywhere. And with that, you know, our cart sales have spiked with that. We sell some very basic, attractive carts that are great for these flat panels, like a New Line or a Cisco WebEx or a Microsoft Surface Hub, you know, that have the cameras, the microphones, everything built in, where they just need something to set this this display on to move around. So right now, you know, the most popular piece for me are the carts. And it's uh, we sell a lot of the height-adjustable carts. Um,
1: that was going to be my question. is it, So are the height-adjustable carts... And I'm sure I could look this up, but are they ADA? Yes. So what, or is there an ADA compliancy for a it's, cart, Or it's is it more just being a thoughtful manufacturer in this case?
2: It's a little bit of both, right? With carts, with height adjustment, it's getting it down to that level. Because it's not on a wall, you don't have as much ADA things to worry about. Um, but getting it down to that height and being, a, again, a thoughtful manufacturer. Thoughtful manufacturers, kind of a, the thought process behind that, and the, the high adjustable mounts have been a, a big part of our business the last two years, um, K through twelve, which is not a market we traditionally played well in. Uh, that's opened the door for us in K through twelve as of late, and that's been really good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's um, the, again the cart has come back to be our one of our most popular movers.
1: So, is it? Uh... Is it a cart assembly that has the adjustment on it, or is it like an add-on piece, or how does that work?
2: So it's uh we have two different models. We have a static model, uh, our RPS five hundred and a height adjustment, uh height adjustable uh model, the dynamic RPS five hundred. The dynamic one has height adjustable mounts. Okay. And it's it's part of it, and then the static is just a regular five hundred. That's just right. a static. I
1: didn't handle. know if you could retrofit an existing No, we we thought about
2: that quite a bit. Um so we kind of shied away at that uh, away from that now, but that may be something that may come back up in the future.
1: So, how do you guys, uh, the the techie guy and me, and I've never I've never asked anybody, how do you test the up down cycles on a high adjustable mount? Um, or, or do you, or is there, is there that's a
0: great question? There's a guy named Josh that sits out in the warehouse and just pulls it. them out down, pulls it up, pulls it up. No, there's, we're, a, we're
1: that, at 1,235 yeah. today, boss. May I go?
2: <laughs> yeah, there is some testing that are done with those mounts. Uh, honestly, I can't speak to ex- specifically what those tests are. We OEM the actual height adjustable mount. Um, but yeah, there is a cycle test that they do. I, I'm just not privy to what that is. It's not a piece of information I retained, unfortunately
1: i don't know that it's that terribly important i i it, i was thinking about another manufacturer completely unrelated product but they were like it'll survive twenty seven thousand cycles and I'm, I'm like how do we know that <laughs> how do we like did you put it in some sort of robot arm and it you right know? Uh, and i'm thinking from like the auto automotive manufacturing standpoint they actually do that i mean like if they have a component and it's put into a jig and they run it up and right. down twenty seven thousand times. Uh, so I'm wondering if if manufacturers in the AV space who make some of these claims uh, to add a bullet point to a cut sheet or 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 that's
2: an interesting question. I don't. I, I'd like to know actually. So I, I think I'll take some homework no, back to me. It's somewhere.
0: It. It's, Corey and I were on a tour of a manufacturing facility for one of our um, one of our automation providers, and when we were there, they were testing out this residential version of a touch panel that had a magnetic uh solution to the wall and they wanted they built a testing solution so a fan that would simulate hurricane winds at different it was an outdoor rated oh wow they wanted to know like how 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 many miles per hour would a wind gust have to be to knock this thing off the magnet it was pretty cool so so they're out there doing it 80 miles was this
1: the one that was waterproof yeah so uh, they had a tube, and I think they showed us yeah, the tube. Yeah, that was cool, too. They had like a four or six-inch clear plastic tube full with water, and they basically sink it to the bottom to simulate pressures at depth to determine its NEMA rating, essentially, on how waterproof or water-resistant it is. And there are literally half a dozen of them sitting at the bottom of this tube And then they take them out. They take them apart and test. So I know people do. That's a good testing on some level. You're sitting
0: around with the family at Thanksgiving, and you're like, "So, what are you doing these days? You know, maybe you're catching up with an old family member. (laughs) I'm testing. I'm testing these dynamic height adjustment mounts. Yeah. What what are you doing? Well, you know, it's pretty involved. I I don't know if you guys got time for it or not. (laughs) No, of course we're going to be here for hours. You just kind of just move your hands a little bit like this, and then like down like that. And and you just do that you do that yeah you know, pr- pretty much the entire week. Well, the great thing about the
2: mounts, in all seriousness, is that if you adjust it right, you can literally move it that easily. So at least you're not
0: getting carpal tunnel or something, right? <laughs> We're all thinking of ways to do a business.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm like, so do you need somebody to build a robot for you to yeah, test that's these what mounts? You need. That's
2: what we need. Is more robots. Oh man. That's a different
0: podcast. So, we'll so can we, can we
1: get sidetracked again? Because I love robots. I, I'm all, I,
0: uh, we, we can talk about robots all day. Too. Well,
1: probably so, it's more AI for me than it is okay. robots.
0: So um, back to some of the products that you provide and some of the things that you see. You kind of mentioned a couple of the outside the box ideas. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love the cable management piece underneath tables. Yep. The the false legs with equipment storage that allow us to to not only store equipment and not only maybe cut in a table box that um, has some of those cables that fall into the leg, but the leg obviously having access to be able to get to it after the fact. So a table like this doesn't come standard with that. This is a huddle table, bar height stool height. You know, for for this room, it's perfect. But when we had that challenge, so what other outside-the-box ideas are you seeing out there? Maybe not mm-hmm. just from Avtech but around.
2: So I'm a big fan of retractable cables, cable reels. I know there's a lot of manufacturers making those now. Um, I, I like seeing those in tables. And and frankly, I'm not sure how well those work, uh, to be honest. But I do like seeing stuff like that. Uh, i have always a fan of... Uh, displays and tables. <clears throat> I know the integrators may not be a big fan of that, but from a like, wow like factor. Like
1: motorized yeah. out of the end of a... From a wow factor,
2: I think that's always super cool. Um, but, you know, I don't know, again, how practical and how we've ran across it a handful of times, but uh, I'm I've seen
1: sure. I've seen, like, confidence monitors for, for, like, executives in tables where, you know, it's a big yeah, oval table, and then they've got a, you know, 14 or 16-inch yeah. monitor rise up out of the table. I always thought that that was... Uh, from the automation standpoint, I always thought that was super awesome. It just seems a bit excessive.
2: And that that's what I think about the displays popping out of the table sometimes. And hey, you know, sometimes it's called for, right? But it is one of those things like... Well, you are you
1: familiar with the the retracting microphones? We've done quite a few of those. and And again, something else I thought was incredibly awesome, but probably excessive or overkill. But... If a really nice room, you know, wants to be clean and clear of of technology, but you're still looking for the best of the best, then we, you know, we offer those.
0: Have you seen um, people asking for wireless charging in the table?
2: Yeah, it's come up quite a bit. Um, One of the, we had, I think it was Infocom, last year, the year before, we brought a table. Uh, and I forgive me but I do not remember the manufacturer that we we kind of partnered with I don't even think they're around anymore but we had put some in the table it worked okay from what we what we saw um, but I to me that's still a very interesting thing that I'd like to try to integrate more especially because we're doing a lot of uh, a personal desk like height adjustable personal desk now um, and that's something that is on my 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 list of goals next year to get integrated into some of our tables so I just got to hunt down a good manufacturer to work with on that. You
1: that's an amazing idea. I, I remember seeing it. I think that was three years ago. it may have been it?
2: three years ago, yeah.
1: Um but I'm I'm thinking on a on a on a broader perspective. So we have laptops that are getting thinner and thinner and lighter and lighter and moving away from traditional power cords into USB C power. But why not put an inductive charging mat exactly. that can charge your laptop? So if I walk into a boardroom or a conference room and I just set my laptop down on the table I don't have to worry about a cord or a cable. And if I could charge my phone or any other yeah. my 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 earbuds or whatever else, if I could just set them on the table.
2: Yeah. Yeah, as that technology advances, it's something that again I certainly want to keep an eye on because so we we just moved uh actually actually we, it's been a year now. It's so in in our brand new building, we uh built all our own desk. And that's one of the things that we talked about when we were building them out. It's like, hey man, it'd be really cool to to include these, but again at the time we didn't find some of the tech's there. not there. Right. Uh, so
1: you guys are planning to be on the forefront of that. That uh, would be awesome.
2: Not a, well, yeah, as far as integrating into the table. Yeah, one hundred percent Yeah. I, I, I don't
1: wanna... mean the I don't mean the charging technology <laughs> yeah. itself. Yeah. I mean there are plenty of companies who can do that, but right. you just got to come out with a way
0: to make it look clean and yeah, and yeah. make it yep. look
1: clean. Yeah. And yeah, and I think some of table. the
0: challenges is the way I've read is that uh there's there's a, a thickness limitation to it. And so exactly if you're gonna right. do it post then it, it, there's only so much space that the inductive charging plate can travel through before right. it's effective and so i think that poses a little bit of a 100%. challenge and, yeah. and then the devices once the laptops start coming with it i think that's really going to make a push 100 percent to the industry to say look we've got to have a solution now before it was a luxury to charge our phone Right. Or our but are there iPod. even
1: any laptop manufacturers that are considering this
0: uh i've been doing a little reading i'm not going to plug them right now but yeah there are hmm. some it's going to hmm. start with just like uh, there's displays that, that don't have to have traditional power, and some of them can be powered over HD-based TV, for example, I think that they're going to be smaller form factors. Probably start with a resi market, gotcha. more like uh, tablet style, if you will. Yeah. Um, well, even the
1: problem with a tablet is once you prop it up, you've lost your
0: Yeah, and the case that's on the tablet. And so. Hmm. Um, but I think it's a really cool idea. Sure. And the other thing that uh, I really liked that you guys did it and I don't think has really done enough, is the the whiteboard tops. You know,
2: at every show, whether it was Neocon or Infocom or some of the smaller shows that we took those tables to, people loved them. We didn't sell very many of them. I could probably count on my two hands, and again, I'm not good at math, of how many we actually sold. I think a lot of it had to do with the glare. Like, for instance, a couple of the rooms we sold it to were a video room as well. And that one of the big complaints we got was like hey the the glare coming out the table is pretty pretty gnarly but yeah i was always surprised that we didn't move more of those tables because and in, in, in theory it's a, again a really I think cool it'd be idea. great
0: i don't know that it's great for a big video conferencing room where the table may be 24 feet long and in a v-shaped that may be too much um it could help flush out the irish of the camera and it could be bad sure but i think you Know just a ton of huddle spaces where you're trying to go in there and you're already doing things that may or may not involve technology. I think it'd be really cool to have a small space like that where I'm sitting there, I didn't bring any paper yeah. because we're getting more and more to a paperless world, yep. and there's just some markers there on the
1: table. And so, just do you on think table. this is that could have been potentially nixed by architects? I, you know, you're kind of cornholed into that's a good question, one color and one shape, but it doesn't have to table. be one color.
0: It could be whatever color you want. You just have to understand that if it's a red table, you can't use a red marker. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so at
2: NeoCon is where we got the most wows. Neocon's the big big furniture show they do. NeoCon East and NeoCon. Um, we took the table to both of those, and and uh, people loved it. Absolutely loved it. It just I don't know why it never really caught fire for us. But uh, you know we could still we still have the capability. We can certainly still do it. Why
1: didn't. Again, uh, same with the charging mat conversation. Why can't it be an electronic board?
0: Yeah, uh, it can be. You I mean, can something with a USB that.
1: in that you could digitally capture what's on the. Te- I, again, I I don't know the technology behind it, but well, what it's would already stop available. you?
0: There, there's um, again, I, not to try to plug other companies, but there's there's companies like Ebeam, for example, that have a, a device that allows you to it shoots a beam across the surface up to a particular size. And then anything that you're writing on that with a traditional dry erase marker can be digitally captured onto a computer. Um, And so it it doesn't have to be just for the purpose of you sitting in front of me and
1: I'm showing you my best, you know, Looney Tunes drawing. Well, I'm again, I'm thinking a surface like this. I'm not actually writing here. I'm kind of transposing and it's on a display mounted on the table or on the wall or, on a touch panel, see, I could
0: see I could see his creative brain thinking. He's smart. He's guy. like, man, we're gonna we're gonna get this here. As and, well. and, and it's not it's a
1: it's not a it's not a beam thing. So I can still have my coffee cup. I can still yep. have my piece of paper. I just plug a USB into the bottom of the table, and I literally draw. Or if I you know I want to use a traditional piece of paper, and I'm writing on the paper, the impression is felt by the table, and it's showed up. Now, obviously, there you know if I. If I hit the table, if I rub the table with my arm, you know we have other problems to solve. But I think you know, you're maybe poking
0: holes in it, just like wireless charging. How are you going to keep doing it? How are you going to keep him from spilling his Miller Lite all over the maybe place?
1: Maybe it's an active pen situation where well, if you play. have the active pen, that's the only thing that that works. Okay, we I'll can like solve it. it. Sure. Like it. You <laughs> talk, talk to me after this. We'll go make a million bucks.
0: <laughs> I I love money. All right, favorites. so I gotta I gotta <laughs> pop quiz for you. Yes, sir. Let me just preface this by saying I don't know it to be 100% factual. I was told this by someone else very esteemed in the furniture industry. Okay. Not some of your competitors. Okay. I would I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> we go way back. We Sales do. meetings, remember? We do. Oh yeah. All right. So why is it that the traditional desk height is thirty inches? To the top or the bottom? To the bottom. Well
1: well let's let's say top ish. Twenty nine inches to the bottom.
0: Yeah, well. Technically. Tell that to some yeah. of the cable retractor manufacturers and that is a (laughs) good
2: question um if i were gonna guess it would have to do with a normal height from your knee to the floor when you're sitting and then that height from your knee to your torso somehow if i were gonna have an educated guess that'd be what it is that was stupid
0: and let (laughs) me tell you why i I
1: have i have a similar (laughs) answer i would like to give since i don't no, do you like to... me to
0: do? Would you like me to go ahead and squash that before you give your answer? Yeah, let, 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 sure, let, okay. let's let sure, squash sure. this. I'm gonna let him have it. Um, first of all, <laughs> you know, like Dirk Nowinski, you know, who that is I've heard of him. Okay, Dirk, who let's just call him, let's just call him Dirk. Okay, um, Dirk. So he, he is approximately seven foot tall. Yep, okay, you remember a guy named Sean Bradley? Oh, I'm yeah, just gonna keep too. on naming yeah, Mavericks him. players, ex Mavericks players. He was seven seven. Do you think that a traditional height desk, and measuring the distance from the bottom no. to the knee? Yeah, okay. but what I'm right, thinking about right, right, average right, is what so I was thinking. My wife is five foot. <laughs> okay. Do you think that? Uh, that. Okay. Well, maybe my answer
2: was dumb then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I could keep poking holes in it. The answer is wrong. So I got rewarded no points. Again, we're gonna Google it after this, <laughs> so we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, what's your? What, look at his face. He's like, "I'm to... I, I had a
1: similar answer, but it was related to the to the elbow and not not the knee.
0: No. All right. The answer is it was established because of the height of a file cabinet. A file cabinet. Right, well, hold on! Hold ago, on!
1: Hold on! Hold on! Stop! No! Stop! 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 You're telling me a filing cabinet existed before the desk. So we needed Correct. a place to Correct. file items Correct. before we had a place to a write two on those drawer, items. A two hold on, hold on. I I'm mean, not done. I'm not
0: saying like back in ancient Rome, the desks were different then. They didn't even call them desks. They
1: just called them wood. I needed a place to sit down and type out my messages onto paper and then take them and put them... Into a filing cabinet. All right, and put them into a filing cabinet, conveniently placed under my desk. You're telling me that filing cabinet and right. its established drawers and height was done prior. That's correct. To the desk,
0: to the scroll age is what I call it. I don't mean like scroll on your mouse. I mean like I don't know how, how you feel about this created. answer, but
1: I'm calling shenanigans.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna Google this when we're done. Okay,
1: uh, uh, I'm look, just look below for the answer. We're gonna it's gonna be right about here-ish for the real Googled answer.
0: You know, a lot of people sometimes they they doubt my my ability to to tell a factual statement like that, but this is totally real, man. Yeah. I got it from a solid source.
1: I, I believe that you believe the answer.
0: Okay. I'm having a hard time with it myself, so I'm anxious <laughs> to see what we got here. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, I had to ask a question because I heard that last week, and and we we were all sitting around the table, several of the salespeople and I, and we were rebutting to the same thing. Right. Like, no, no that man, come sense. on, man. We've seen desks in movies for years. Come on. They have been Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm betting they were about 30 inches to the top.
0: <laughs> I don't have anything to spin off of it other than that's what I was told. And I believe the person that But what
1: if me. the filing cabinet had been made at 40 inches? Man. Then everybody's legs would be dangling.
0: Everybody would stand. Yeah, but if it was just the way, like, you set in a car to drive, but what would be the problem if you stood in a car to drive?
1: Have you ever sat at a bar stool long enough with your legs dangling where you can't touch the ground and you can't put no, them on? No, I'm
0: very thankful that we have such a great partner that has helped us out with a custom table to where we actually have Oh, no, we have... We have a, a, a bar rail. So right down here. It's I, very comfortable. I would comfortable. bet, I I would could bet dollars in to hours. donuts
1: if we measured the bar to the top of the table that my feet are resting on currently, it's similar to a seated desk. I bet not. That's Give or our take second an inch. bet. <laughs> Give or take an inch. Also found right here.
0: <laughs> um Aaron, thank you so much for joining us, man. I hope you had a good time. No, I appreciate it. Uh, this is what our second podcast. We, had to, we did one somewhere else, That's and right? It's, That's it's right.
2: It's great to talk to you guys. That you guys are great friends. You know what I think?
0: would should be our follow up podcast? What's that? Is we only do trivia? Oh, we just do furniture trivia, oh, okay. time, <laughs> furniture trivia. Except this I, time,
1: furniture trivia.
0: Except this time, yeah, like on? stuff like well, uh, what was the desk called where the Declaration of Independence was signed? can't remember. This has got the Resolute Desk. Okay, I couldn't remember. See?
1: One to nothing. <laughs> all, all I could think of was the, was the movie. What we'll do is,
0: since, since uh, Corey's way too competitive, it'll just be me and Maybe. you, <laughs> and he can come up with the questions.
1: <laughs> I'll mediate. All right, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll come up with the questions and, and Google the answers ahead of time. Can we just do AV, not just furniture? Oh, absolutely. And then we can
2: have some other people in here do it, too. Why do you need other people? Because I need some help, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that idea. How about okay. we get a we get another? Do you have anybody you want to bring? Uh, I could probably think about it. In, like, it, it, so it's either that or another Taurus team member. We'll 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 bring them in. Uh, you you bring somebody? Yeah, I can do that. All right, we'll, great. We'll we'll That's put great. them right Deal. here. I'll come up with 15, 20 questions, and we'll do We're a trivia a session.
2: Can I pick them. from your team as well, or? Like from your your pool out here?
1: Tell you what, since you're the guest, you pick anybody you want, but they're a competitor. Because you could lose to them. Mm. You know who hasn't been on that you you talked so highly about? Who's that? Aaron Cooper. Uh, Oh that guy'd be perfect. I think it'd be perfect. Nah, he you you could recount your love for Does he still A V, bro? I don't think he does. (laughs) I'm trying to help you out here because he's not. On, a, we're still on camera. He, so awesome. He's not. He's not a ringer. He's not. He, 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 you'd have the game sewn up. Like you. Would he though? I'm in it. <laughs> what are you talking about? So camera? I think you. I think you would be a dead ringer. What is
0: happening? Let's set a date. Let's do it. All right. I'm in. All right, All right guys. Well, thanks again, Aaron. Appreciate, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Thanks everybody for listening. For myself. For my co-host Corey Church. Uh, thanks, and y'all. Have a great day.